Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. And we're rolling. Boy, howdy. Boy, What's going howdy. on, big dog? Oh. I'm hide- How about you? I'm hiding out. I, I know the the mailman is saw me naked outside right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did, oh. he, see, did he see full frontal? What did he see? Oh, yeah. Dick, Dick, Dick's akimbo. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. I wonder what a kim- uh, let me see what a let me look up what a kimbo means. I think I think it means flailing, swinging and flailing. It, do- it does, with hands on the hips and elbows turn outward. So when you say arms akimbo, uh huh, or 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 of of other limbs flung out wild, widely or haphazardly. Oh yeah, genitals akimbo. Jenny's akimbo. I'll say, huh. Well, how about that? Jenny's akimbo for the mailman. My apologies. So you you were just standing at the washer, and you were like, hey, I need to wash what's on my body right now. We, we, so get in there. We just got back from camping. I put all the dirty stuff in. I was still wearing my camping clothes. I'm like, all right, well, let's... You know, like I, like It's weird like where my little bits of OCD will turn up. Uh-huh. It's not like uh, you know life altering, but there's some times where I'll just focus on a thing that's off center or this or that, or like doing laundry. Like it's not, I don't even say it's OCD. It's like it's more like this obsession with being efficient with some parts of my life. I'm like, well, if I'm washing uh-huh. all my clothes and I'm doing laundry and the clothes I'm wearing are dirty, why wouldn't I just yeah. put them in the washing? I'm in the garage. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to see me except the mailman who is there at that very moment. Mm. But also, I don't uh, care. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. like, whatever, man. I'm not. First off, as I've said before, and, yeah, you know, like, I'm in my house. Mm-hmm. If I'm naked in my house and you see me, that's on you. Yeah. Why is it that if you're looking at my house from across the street and I'm naked... Oh, God. But if you're up to my window, now you're a peeping Tom and you're a criminal. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I am could be naked in my own house. No, I'm not saying I don't want to do that. Like, I I know I'm on the ground floor and, like, I wouldn't want a child to see me or anything like that. But if it's like, I'm not trying to get seen, you know, I'm not being creepy that way. But if I, as the aforementioned akimbo, I'm a fan of it mm-hmm. as a lifestyle. Yeah. Live in a Kimbo, baby. Fla- I had a neighbor years out. ago that would. I had a neighbor years ago that would get would purposely get naked and stand in his living room 
with the lights on and the window up uh, <laughs> when whenever me and my girlfriend at the time would pull up. Really? Just big, yeah, big fat guy, big weird fat guy. Uh, couldn't even see his dick and balls. One of those. Because of his, his, yeah. But, and he would, uh, he did it on purpose because, like, he was like, hey, look, look at me. But, and he was banking on that logic of, like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm in my own home. I'm sorry that you can see me. But it's like, yeah, you're doing this on purpose, though, buddy. I did and, see, uh, like, yeah, some report where a guy was getting in trouble for being naked in his house because it was like a school route or something. Yeah. It is. Yeah, like, I was making the joke, like, what's the, yeah, like, what's the, What's the yardage on peeping toms? Oh, that's a good question. So if your window, like at night, you're, I see a light on. I'm, a, I'm not going to walk onto your property, but I'll, I'll look at mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I have a joke about that, about when I used to go on my long walks when I was in the van. Mm-hmm. I, would, uh, I would peep and tom all the time from a distance. My rule was if I keep it moving and I'm on the sidewalk, whatever no, I that's see. That's just looking. Yeah, yeah. That's your lights are on. Looking. Your windows are up. I'm not. I'm not standing still and leering, and I'm not in your yard. I'm. I'm. I'm walking. I'm keeping it moving. I'm on the sidewalk. But you know, hey, look at that. I mean, I never saw anything interesting, but I would definitely look. You know, there's an illuminated window. That's where I'm at. I, I agree with you. I'm with you on it. What? Uh, yeah. I, how? Do, well, how do you how do you plead that case? Oh, right, right, right. Somebody saw me naked. Where were you? I was in my house. How'd they see you? Well, my shit was all open. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought you you were referring to another case. But yes, how do you plead that case? Oh, yeah. How do you plead in your case? You want to talk about your? Yeah, we were talking about that off air. uh, Not to to make a hard segue here. But uh, yeah, um, I think we've talked about this. Last September, en route to Denver uh, to do the High Plains Comedy Festival and a live Boogie Monster. Remember, that that seems so long ago, but that wasn't even a year ago. Um, well, we started with you stopped. doing a wrestling move to me. Yeah. Oh, right, right. I do remember that, yeah. Uh, but en route, uh, got stopped in St. George, Utah, which, by the way, bullshit probable cause. All right, here, I'll just run through it real quick. I'm in a, I'm in a gas station in St. George, Utah, and I'm, uh, I get gas, but then I pull over into the front uh, parking spot, like furthest from the building and closest to the main street, to the main road, you know, those mm-hmm. little spots that are at the north end of the property, if you will. Uh, so I, I get my gas, and I pull into one of those little spots just to uh, gather my bearings and look up my GPS, doing mm-hmm. some stuff for just a couple minutes. Then when I go to reverse and pull out, I notice that there's a cop coming out of the uh, the gas area. Mm-hmm. And I pause to let, you know, like, hey, you can go. And then he waved me in. And I go, okay. So I literally just backed up, you know, five feet, did a little turn, and I see the cop. We acknowledge each other. And... Now I'm exiting the uh, the parking lot of the gas station onto the main road, and a car's coming. So I yield to that car, and then when that car passes me by, then I make my right-hand turn. And five seconds later, a cop pulls me over. And I was like, what's, uh, what's up, man? Like, kind of this under, unspoken, like, yeah, we just saw each other 10 seconds ago. What, what could this possibly be? And he says, I ran the stoplight, the stop sign on the private property. And I go, huh, I, uh, 
technically, like, it was one of those, like, it wasn't even a California roll, you know, where you just kind of, you know, you pause yeah. and then keep rolling through the four-way. This was literally, like, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I yielded to that truck. Did you not see me yield to that truck? And he goes, yeah, but technically you didn't stop. And I'm like, well, maybe if you put it under a microscope, my wheels were moving at, like, one mile an hour, but the whole fucking point of the stop sign is to yield, you know, stop, yield, and then go. I was, like, literally going, like, one mile an hour. I saw the cop behind me. The truck passes. Boom, I make my right-hand turn on. Anyway, bullshit probable cause. Absolutely. Because you saw an out-of-state plate. I was going to say, now that we know that you're a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute horseshit probable cause. And he's nice enough, uh, even though I, you know, and I, I called him out. I said, hey, I used to be a cop, and uh, boy, I'd, I'd have a hard time uh, selling that as probable cause. And he goes, technically, he didn't stop. I'm like, okay. Um, so gives me a warning for that. But then while we're discussing it, he's he happened to be a canine cop. Had a canine mm-hmm. officer. Had a canine with him. And he goes, hey, just real quick, uh, I'm going to run my dog around your car. And they don't need probable cause for that, which that's that's kind of bullshit. Uh, you don't need if you're a canine officer, you don't need probable cause to just walk your dog around the car. And we've talked about that. Like, mm-hmm. and then he barks and, and he hits on something. And it's like, eh, how do you how do I know you just didn't make him bark? Yeah. Anyway, uh, found a found a gummy uh, a weed gummy. Got a weed gummy. And uh, got charged, did write me a ticket for possession of marijuana and possession of marijuana paraphernalia because the weed gummy was in the little box that it came in. And he didn't find a crack pipe. He found the weed gummy and the box <laughs> the it container, came in. The legal container it came in from the yes. legal state. Yeah, the <clears throat> legal state where I just came from and where I live. Uh, didn't go to jail that night. Wrote me those two tickets. Uh, last December... I had a must appear. So this was in September that I got stopped. Mm-hmm. A couple months later in December, must appear. Drove uh, about 800 miles round trip back to Utah to appear in front of a judge for 45 seconds for him to just uh, postpone. This This wasn't even a trial or even a hearing. This was just whatever that first step in the formality is. And I asked him several times beforehand, this isn't something I can just pay over in the mail? Nope, must appear. So 800 miles round trip to appear in front of the judge for 45 seconds for him to tell me that we'll take this matter up in July. So I was like, oh, there we go. That's a good it's use of my time. Like there's an abuse of power in the legal system. Yeah. Yep. So last week I had the actual hearing or whatever. Uh, fortunately, uh, thanks to COVID, uh, we did it digitally. We did it virtually uh, through the Zoom or whatever. And uh, they dropped the paraphernalia charge. Holy shit, way to go. But still charged me $600 for the uh, pled guilty because it was like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah, I had the gummy bear, uh, even though I did yeah, express no, no. My, uh, my, my displeasure for the questionable probable cause. $600, okay. You pay that within 120 days, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. Then a few days later, I get a notice in the mail from the Utah Department of uh, Vehicles uh, saying that my license is now suspended for six months. I'm not a citizen of Utah, but Utah 
his because in and then I called back. I called back the prosecutor and was like, "Hey, you, neither you nor the judge mentioned that this was a uh, possibility. I was just ready to pay my fine and be done with it." And of course, the prosecutor's passing the buck, and I believed him the way he said. But he was like, "Yeah, that's not really any of our doing. Uh, there's a law on the books in Utah saying anybody convicted of a uh, misdemeanor uh, marijuana while driving." Uh, that's just a law in the books that it gets suspended for six months. So what the fuck do they care? Like but talk not, about now. So, but are talk they about, talking to the DMV go ahead. in California? Did you yes. Get and I did ask that. Okay. It, it's yes. If I get stopped in California, uh, and, and in California, they run my license. It more than likely will show that my license is suspended through Utah. And now logic would be like, Oh, so I just can't drive in Utah for six months. Mm-hmm. No, you can't drive anywhere almost anywhere in America because Utah decided to suspend my license. Now talk about systemic racism. Now, obviously that doesn't apply to me, but like, what's the fucking point? What is the point of, of suspending somebody's license over a minor drug charge? Now I get DUI, reckless driving, hit and run. Hey, guess what, asshole? You lose the privilege to drive. And I get, Hey, if it was, I was smoking a joint while driving. Maybe I would understand that. I wasn't under the influence of marijuana. They found an old crusty gummy bear. And now I now my license is suspended nationwide for fucking six months. Going back to the systemic racism thing, could that possibly be, hey, let's throw this law on the books. That way we make it, you know, who who probably gets stopped more for misdemeanor drugs? Uh, black people. Let's let's go ahead and make it harder for them Whoa. and suspend their license. And now, if you know, when you drive on a suspended license, that makes it worse. That's that's a much yeah. more serious crime. Well, it was nice to see like so many places commuting any kind of marijuana related sentences. Sentences of people yeah. like if you could buy it in a store now, you shouldn't be in jail for it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I told Rachel about that too because you know she grew up there. She's like, "Yep, that's Utah, just puritanical bullshit." Just. Fucking bullshit. So yeah, um, my license. The my only hope. I uh, someone mentioned that I can look into maybe getting a work permit, where you can drive just to mm-hmm. and from work. And uh, so now uh, I'm gonna be. I'll be. I'll listing. Uh, I'm gonna list Canaan Industries and your <laughs> your LA address. Man, don't my drag me work. down with you. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna have to like bullshit my way through that. Don't like put, don't put my you know. don't put my business at risk. Yeah. Just because nah, you're I'll a probably, degenerate drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I seriously will probably put, like, I work for Starburns Industry in Burbank, California, and hopefully that will at least, I can drive around here in L.A., and if I get stopped, be like, yeah, I'm heading up to Burbank to record a podcast. So, way to go. We can all, our children are safe yeah. now that Dave and his fucking dust-filled gummy bear is mm. uh, off the streets. Dusty gummies. Fucking A. Like, oh, the fact that I was furious in December. Like, I, dr- I was like, this this is not something that could have been done over the phone or through the mail. And they're like, no, must appear. And I was like, what if I lived in Scotland? I gotta fucking fly back here. Like, for I get, like, if it was a, a real court case. Or just like, anywhere, yeah, anywhere con- else that's not even a neighboring state. Yeah. Like... Ugh. And then, but just something about like the nerve, the gall of like, yeah, we know you're not a citizen of this state, but we're going to suspend your license so that your home state will also uh, punish you if you get caught driving. Like, just yeah. bureaucratic fucking horseshit. More like the injustice system. 
So yeah, got a suspended license like a fucking teenage hoodlum. Man, I, it, been, it's been like, driving 27 fucking years. Never had a suspended license, but oh, he's got a legal gummy bear where it was legal where he came from. Well, but yeah, I mean, I had, I, 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 I don't interstate laws, and I, I, I can't even begin to understand what the, what the, that, how that works, but Utah is the safe to say one of them. I wonder about the most puritanical. Because you still have, like, your Alabamas and your Mississippis and stuff, but fucking man. I don't know. It's a drag. It's a drag, buddy. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, it's some my bullshit. own fault. It's some well, bullshit, I'll tell you that. And, and it is my own fault because they caught me slipping. Like, I, you know, I knew I was driving out of state. I should have thoroughly, you know, done a clean sweep of the vehicle to make sure that no random edibles were stuffed in between the... Sh- but, like... Fucking A, man. Like, if you really think about it, like, how do you motherfuckers sleep at night? Like, what the fuck? I want it so, I want to know that somebody gets, like, an out-of-work, like, a retired police dog just to find the marijuana that they lose around their house. <laughs> yeah, that could come in handy. Oh. <clears throat> well. So yeah. that happened this week, and then two nights ago... Some dickless asshole broke into my car. So it's been a good week, Kyle. Uh, rummaged all through the car. Luckily, they didn't break the glass or anything. Here's the thing. Yeah, That's what? happened to me. It's happened to Katie. It's happened to my neighbor. Do you think, uh, is there, I'm sure this has got to be a possibility, but some sort of car universal remote or some sort of key fob oh, thing yeah. that oh, works. Oh, there's like there are that's a thing. Those devices, there's those for garage door openers. Mhm. But yeah, I I 99% sure that there are like ways to electronically unlock cars. Yeah, that's got to be what's going on because uh, it happened to Katie a few months ago, but it happened the same night it happened to me, it happened to my neighbor. He's like, shit, that happened to me too. And I'm like, they didn't break the window? Or nope. And I'm like, you sure you locked it? He goes, yep. And I'm positive. I always lock mine. And uh, so I guess they, they got a way of getting in. And they rummaged all through it. And uh, I don't think they took anything. I, I don't keep anything of value in there. But uh, they run and they overlooked a bunch of shit. I did have some like small camping gear, some old shoes and stuff that like, but they didn't take anything. But boy, they run. And boy, I'm glad. I'm actually glad. Part of me is like, oh, fuck, I wish I'd have caught him doing it. But yeah, I got a feeling that would have that would, that would created more problems if I'd have caught some motherfucker rummaging through my car. Yeah, somebody went through morning. mine in LA. I know it was the, <clears throat> and I know I probably left it unlocked that day and I parked it on a different street than normal. And I've been outside at night and watched people going through, like somebody just going up the street checking door handles. And it's usually oh, a homeless person. It's, you know, it's usually not, it doesn't make it right, but it makes it a little bit more. Uh, e- easier to swallow knowing it's like, man, you're just looking for yeah. some money or something you can sell at a pawn shop, quick tools or what have you, as opposed to just petty thieves or some bullshit. Like, all right, you're home. Like, I still don't like it, but I, yell, yeah. I yelled at one lady that was going checking door handles, and I liked her move. Cause I was just like, get out of here. And then I, she, <laughs> she turns, and then she like pretends to immediately be on her phone and be like, I'm just looking. I'm uh, 
was someone yelled at me and I was just going to the car, but she like walked the opposite way of the car. She was trying to go in past two other cars. I saw her check the door handles on. I'm like, well, good for you for trying to throw a little theater on it. But (laughs) yeah, ironically, when my car went, got somebody went through it. They got a cut. They got a Leatherman out of there that sucked, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, a few other things like flashlight and shit like that. But I had like bags of clothes I was about to donate, and they went through them, but didn't take any of the clothes. Like, take the clothes. Clothes are for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy, so fun week, man. But yeah, I got to figure out something with this fucking license, man. Mm Because like with my luck, like is if I just drive on it, I'm gonna get stopped for something stupid. And then uh, that is an arrestable offense, or driving just, on a suspended license. Yeah, or just somebody running your plates without you mm-hmm. doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, justice served, Utah. Way to go. Our kids are safe. Well, Fucking Joseph assholes. Smith, uh, Joseph Smith, he's, uh, you know, he needs the money. Joseph Smith and his magical plates. I don't know. Whatever the fuck they do. What do you want to do? You want to, should we... Uh, let a rip on. We said, yeah, we said, a, we should a some cues here. It's the uh, Boogie Monster Patreon bonus Q and A episode. Big thanks to all the Patreon patrons. Uh, all these years, I still can't differentiate the two words. Um, you move at your own huge pace. Huge thanks. You figure it out. Yeah. Um, patrons have uh, increased through the uh, COVID and the quarantine, uh, which I surprises the hell out of me. And uh, yeah, so big thanks, guys. Certainly appreciate it. Let's jump back into, you want to just jump back into last month's uh, batch of questions, even though uh, since we didn't hardly answer any of them, we had like 90. I think we got to like six of them. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We, you know, you know, we, we, we get to what we get to and you know how it goes. We appreciate you submitting them and uh, we, we, we get to ones that seem interesting or exciting or something new that we haven't, uh, haven't done before. I don't need to. No, you know, like what cryptid would you eat? I think we've answered that every other month for the last however many years. Um, but uh, we'll we'll get to whatever we're in the mood to get to. How about that, you suckers? <laughs> Thanks for your money. Yeah, sit on it, Potsy. Uh, well, it's uh, a nice, quick, easy one. J.M. Harris. Mm-hmm. He says, "An oldie but a goodie. If you were, if it were possible to know how and when you'll die, mm-hmm. would you choose to know?" Ooh. Uh that's a that's a that's a hard pass on me. I don't want to know. No, because I mean, although it's like gambling, you know, if you win, like what if the what if I roll the dice and the answer is you're gonna die at eighty five peacefully in your sleep, that would be kind of a load off of like, oh cool. I can <clears throat> enjoy the rest of my life not having to worry about dying. You know, before my time. There is um, there is a great book called The Machine of Death. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's about... Uh, okay, well, I'll give you the Wikipedia page of it. It's a collection of science fiction stories. Uh, various authors, various science fiction authors. And they focus on a device which can accurately predict the manner in which the user will eventually die. Huh. And it's uh, it's really great because it's uh, yeah it's like it gives you a card that says this and you know some of them like it was like a very it reminded me of like uh, like when creep you remember the was it creep show no creep show were movies what was the TV show it was an HBO 
Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, yeah. And there was one, I loved it, and I remember it. It was, it was Joe Pantoliano, and he was, I, I probably talked about this. He was like a homeless guy that the scientist was like, hey, man, I want to, let me give you some money, but I, you've got to do these experiments. He was like a drunken homeless hobo guy. He's like, I don't care. And he took the gland and that made gave a cat nine lives and put it in to Joe Pantoliano. So now Joe Pantoliano really? had nine lives. And so he joined the circus and he would die. Like he kept getting famous because he would do all these stunts where he would die. And the fa- and he's telling this, his story from his finals. I'll spoil it because it's a 30-year-old TV show thing. But spoiler uh-huh. alert coming up on this episode from Tales of the Crypt. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's telling his final stunt because he knows it's his, like the last time he can do it. He's being buried alive, so he's kind of recounting this tale from underground in a casket. And he and he gets to the end. He's like, and he's like, I can't believe I had all this cra- this crazy life just because that one little cat had to die. And then he realizes as he's in the coffin underground that he didn't count the first death because the cat died. So he was really uh. out of how many lives he had left. And it was ooh, lost track of his bullets. <clears throat> yep, yep. And it was a great. Tw- I remember being a kid and being like, "Are you fucking with me right now?" <laughs> like the first time you experience a twist ending that just gets you, and you're like, "Are yeah. you shitting? This is oh my god!" I loved it so much. <clears throat> and uh, Machine <laughs> of Death had some good ones in it. And one again, okay. Spoiler alert: Somebody goes in, they like you find out. How and when you're going to die. And they get a card and it says, <clears throat> old age. And the person's like, whew, awesome. That's so great. Old age. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live however yeah. I, I want. They step into the street. They get hit by a car and die. Because the person driving it was an old person. <laughs> ah. And, and I was like, oh, age. you little rat bastard. You got me again. Never. Anyway, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff where it's like, Say you find out and it's like, oh, I'm going to die when I'm 80. Shit, I'm going to go crazy. It doesn't tell you the quality of life just by knowing how you're mm-hmm. going to die. Yeah. Somebody who's you know, a homeless heroin addict could just live for that long being miserable. You could get a disease mm-hmm. that makes you paralyzed or puts you in a coma. Yeah. But you won't. So it's like, nah, I think I would pass. Long story to say, yes, I would also pass. Okay, here's a amendment to that question. Uh, what if you could pick how you die? Oh, <clears throat> if you could pick it? Yeah. I mean, if, you, yeah, you, you kind of can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, uh, yeah, <laughs> there are there's options. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'd say squatch attack or get run over by a train. Get run over by Sasquatch stole a hot rod. Uh-huh. Runaway runaway squatch train. <laughs> runaway squatch train. What, why run over by a train? I don't know. It's a good story. For who? For for everybody else. No, oh, no. Oh, Dave died. He 
got hit by a train. Oh, I can't wait to tell people that Dave got hit by a train. And then well, it's who better than the dying fuck, of cancer or COVID. Hit, yeah, but no, it's not. Who gets hit by a train? Oh, it happens. Yeah, but it, they're not. The only recent train story I know about is the woman who was like on a film crew and they were filming something on train tracks and they did not have mm-hmm. the proper licenses. And it, the, the tra- it was supposed to be like outer use train tracks and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she was just like a PA on a film set. And that's a shame. Otherwise, it's like, well, so-and-so was wearing his headphones, walking on the train tracks like a gloomy Gus goth teen and got hit by a train. And that just makes you sound like a fucking idiot. Dude, did I tell you my cop train story? Uh, I, don't, oh, I don't know. This reminds me. I don't know. Okay. I got I to gotta backpedal to explain this story. Okay. <laughs> Remember when we were in uh, Columbia, South Carolina a couple years ago and we did a live Boogie Monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was pretty, pretty drunk uh, on that one, uh, as, as I am on many of the live episodes. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember, somebody said something about dead bodies, and I told a story about how... When I was a landscaper, I found a headless body. Oh, wait. You remember yeah, that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I got a, I got a confession to make. Mm. There's a little... I fudged that story a little bit because I was drunk, and in the moment, I was going to tell a, a true story, and then I realized for me to tell that story in full truthfulness would have, at that time, ratted out my cop story, which I was not ready to tell. Mm-hmm. But the irony is... Uh, that story, there's still a lot of truth to it. Um, I said that when I was landscaping, I found a headless body on a train track. That's untrue. That was when I was a cop. However, what made me segue in the moment to that version of the story is because that exact piece of land that, that I did find the body on, mm-hmm. uh, a few years later, I, that was at a CSX uh, train yard, okay. CSX, you know, big train. I a couple years later, I got the landscaping account to that exact piece of property. So it is true that I used to mow the lawns, the mow, take care of all the grounds right there where we. This, now the true story is this: first week out of the academy. This is two thousand one. Mm-hmm. First, first week out of the academy, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, For I think it's either six or seven months out of the academy. The first six or seven months, you ride with another officer, a uh, FTO, a field training officer, who he's not your boss, but he's kind of like your, your trainer, your training officer. So uh, you ride with a training officer for about six or seven months. This is week one of that seven-month journey. Uh, we get a suicide call, or I forgot how the call came out, but long story short, mm-hmm. a Georgia Tech student committed suicide on a train track by laying his head across the train track and train eventually came on and uh, cut his head off and it cauterized the wound. Anyway, we get out, we see what we think is a mannequin. We see a headless mannequin on the train tracks. It sealed it up? Yeah, it cauterized it. Almost no blood. Just the heat and the quickness just like... I guess they are hot. I guess, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, you know when you're making pretzels and you and you cut the dough. You know, you you run a knife through fresh it's dough. Like it kind of seals pretzels. seals up the wound. Oh. Yeah, you know, you make pretzels, you roll up the dough, and then you cut the. Anyway, maybe not the best analogy. Anyway, <laughs> we roll up. We think we see a headless mannequin on a train track, and we get down there. Me and my training officer, 
and eventually we realized pretty quick, oh shit, that's a that's a headless body. And we're snooping around a little bit, and uh, a few seconds later, he spots the head down in a ditch about twenty yards away, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes, "Stone, go 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 to the car, get a trash bag, go get him." That's how he phrases. He said, "Go get him." And I was like, uh, "What? Get what? What do you mean?" And then he like got impatient. He goes, "Go to the car." We had big hefty bags in the trunk. We had like all these, you know, weird supplies that you might need. Yeah. Uh, he goes, go to the car, get a fucking trash bag, and go get the son of a bitch. And I was like, okay. And I had to go get a trash bag and walk down into the ditch and pick up a human head and put it in the bag and walk it back up to the crime scene. Anyway, uh, uh, the yeah. iron that I didn't want to tell that story in the moment and that live podcast, even though I'd already started it. And like when I started, it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to wrap myself out. But the truth, the true angle is, I later was cutting the property right there. That, that's ironic that I got that exact property. But yeah, was it like? So, was, were you like, wow? Did you do the same yeah, thing? Did you make somebody else do it while you were there? No, I had, it was just him, me and him. And I think by uh, pretty quickly, you know, uh, other cops showed up once, you know, it went out on the radio that we had a, a good call here, something, something interesting. But uh, yeah, first week on the job, uh, going down and picking up a head uh, by the hair. That's how you do that. Yes. Touch as little of it as possible. And I put it in a trash bag and brought it back up to my field training officer. So there you go. But yeah, almost like no blood, just sealed it, sealed the wound right up. And then the joke was, you know, amongst the officers, like how many trains came by before he finally had the balls to lay his head down, <laughs> you know? So, ha uh, Man, I, yeah, I don't, uh, how'd we get here? Oh boy. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know how we got there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> This Sam, is bonus content. Sam Cosby says, "Hey fellas, do y'all have any favorite bars that you have to hit on your uh, in your certain cities, New Orleans in particular?" Oh, here's a good, here's a good easy one. Here's a here's one. Here's a palate cleanser. I don't have any bars in New Orleans that I hit. Uh, <clears throat> I definitely have restaurants that I hit. Koshan is my go-to restaurant in New Orleans. What's um, Lafitte's? Is the oldest one? Is it? The oldest, but one of the oldest, oldest bar in New Orleans, one of the oldest bars in America, I think. I mean, it's New Orleans. You're gonna mm-hmm. j- just do the walk around the city and pop into whatever seems interesting. And the beauty mm-hmm. of it is, you get to walk with a drink. Yeah, look at the bar. You don't like it? Hey, take it to go and walk into mm-hmm. the next one with it. I got drunk on a ghost walking tour last time I was there. That was That's fun. That's how you should do it. <clears throat> yeah, drinking some weird purple thing. That's about like, right. Like purple Kool-Aid and tequila or some shit. Something but, uh, that is going to hurt very bad later on. That was fun. Favorite bars. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Let's see. What are the favorite bars? Man, there's, I mean, during... During Fest in Gainesville, I always like going to Boca Fiesta. It's more of a restaurant venue area. Granted, you know what's funny about now is that these favorite bars might be gone. So that's yeah. a depressing thing to address. <clears throat> I used to love going to, uh, oh, man, Zeitgeist or Clooney's in San Francisco down in the Mission. Um, 
what were the other spots that we go to? L.A. was always, I like the Red Lion myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or or, uh, or the rustic, or the drawing room, or the or the drawing or the, room. Or the, um, or the roost, or the big the roost. Lodge. I love that one. <clears throat> Back in Chicago, Jesus Christ, the city's mostly a bar with a few offices mixed into it. So I don't know, man. <laughs> there's all my favorite bars in Chicago are pretty much gone. I'm sure there's great ones. I just haven't been there. And like I go back now, and I just sit in the burbs, and I wouldn't say it's my favorite bar. Just I wind up going like. Stuff in Addison or whatever Pyramid mm-hmm. Club used to be an old Ames Furniture Store. Or no, it was a Caputo's. Gr- no, the, yeah, it was the Ames Furniture Store. It's the big pool hall now. Hmm. Boy, where else? The Spy Bar in Milwaukee. What's I forget what that one's called. What's the? You know what I'm talking about? The, the spy, spy Bar in Milwaukee. It's touristy, but hold on. Spy Bar in Milwaukee. What's it called? Uh, the Safe House. <clears throat> the Safe House in okay. Milwaukee. You ever been there? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. it's Well, this place. <laughs> Safe House is a family-friendly and fun restaurant in Milwaukee. Kid-friendly before 9 p.m. I don't know. It's touristy, but it's a fun thing to meet. See? Uh... Just places Who that has more are, bars? More more bars, Milwaukee or Chicago? I mean, just uh, by virtue of being Chica- a bigger city, is I'm sure Chicago. Yeah. <clears throat> Walski's in Milwaukee's fun one. Jesus, man, there's just... I never remember the names, which is a good indicator that it was a yeah. good bar. <laughs> what about Atlanta? Yeah, what those, were your but, spots? Oh man! Uh, probably my number one spot was uh, Manuel's Tavern. Yeah, I been like there. That place. Uh, I, I hope it didn't close down. But yeah, you and I have spent some time over there. Yeah. Big, big. I love a big freestanding bar. Yeah, like uh, just just a really big, like the size of like an Outback Steakhouse or something. But just a bar. <laughs> I mean, they they serve for food too, but uh, primarily a bar. But that place has been there like sixty years. That's um. Jimmy Carter uh, keeps a spot in Atlanta, and apparently the legend is uh, he's you can catch him over there at that bar, or at least you used to could. Uh, I don't know. He's getting pretty pretty advanced age now, but yeah. he used to hang out there. It's more of a uh, it was it was a Democratic political bar. Um, a okay, lot of, a lot of the old uh, Democratic politicians in Atlanta uh, would frequent that place. But yeah, that's probably my number one spot, Star Bar, which is also you uh, know the best comedy venue in town. No longer. Is, uh, yeah, well, they're coming back. Are they? There, there's been been a lot of drama and back and forth, but I uh, new owners bought it, and I, I think they're uh, I think Starbar's going to live. So that's exciting. Oh, good on um, good on them. But yeah, those are my main two spots in Atlanta: is Starbar and, and Manuel's Tavern. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my go, go to. Oh, in uh, Nashville, I love uh, Robert's Western World. That's a fun place. There's a place called Santa's Pub, which is that double wide trailer <laughs> in Nashville. Oh man, that's uh, where, uh, could, where is? Uh, yeah, I was just at a. Was that a Christmas theme one? Yeah, yeah, and they have uh, live band country karaoke there, which is fun. Um, yeah, Nashville's got some good spots. Atlanta's got some great spots. Uh, man, one of my favorite places is in Huntsville, Alabama. It's where it's the venue I play at there, but it's just a great old dive bar called the Sports Page. Um, looks like it's been there since the seventies and nothing's changed. Yeah. Like just 
just the real deal, just old grimy biker bar, but that's a fun spot. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously one of the funnest parts of our job is getting to travel and check out great bars and restaurants all over that, you know, in any other job. Yeah. We probably probably wouldn't get those experiences. I like the py- the pyramid scheme in Grand Rapids. <clears throat> Which is I haven't been there. Which is even better because it's called the Pyramid Scheme because it's located across <laughs> from Amway World Headquarters. <laughs> That's funny. That's where I play when I've been in Grand Rapids. I, oh, jeez, bars, so many bars, so God. many bars. Anyway, but when's the no- last time you've been in a bar? March? Not in. We sat at uh, outside one a couple times here. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's nice. Like, all right, go have somebody bring you some food made in the kitchen. Yeah. It was nice, but I wasn't like, oh, I need it so bad. It's just nice to sit outside and drink, which I could do in this yard. Mm-hmm. Oh, but if, man, New, New Orleans, though, that's, get a drink, walk around. You'll find some. Be careful. Some spots that are a little gnarly, but, yeah, just walk around and check stuff out. But Lafitte's one of the oldest bars Nice to dip your head in and see what it's about in there. Uh, I don't think I told you this story. Tell me I didn't story, tell you this. Last Dave. Time, last time I was in New Orleans, I got ripped off on a drug deal. Did you? I bought some weed. Bought some weed off of a guy right there on the, was it Bourbon Street? That's the main drag there, mm-hmm. the party party drag. Um, big old dude. Uh, he approached me. I guess I look like a, a pot smoker. Well, and, maybe uh, that's like, why you, you got know, pulled over in Utah, Dave. Yeah, that's true. And uh, made a deal. <laughs> starting to put some things together here. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, I gave him 40 bucks. He gave me about $7 worth of weed. And he, uh, when he handed it to me, he's like, just keep walking. Just keep walking. A lot of cops around here. Keep walking. And I was like, okay, man. And, uh, you know, I walked a few feet and then looked in the napkin. And there's like maybe, maybe a gram at most. Like just an uh, insultingly small amount of weed. Oh, and... Uh, can't believe a drug and then I double back. An unsavory character. Yeah. <laughs> and I called him out. I tracked him down. He 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 was moving pretty fast. He was a big dude, uh, you know. And I I wasn't like you know trying to fight him or anything. I was like, yeah. hey man, what the fuck? I just said, what the <laughs> fuck? And he goes, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was like, dude, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, man. I was like, come mm-hmm. on, let's square this up a little bit. Give me because I gave him two twenties. Yeah. I was like, give me. I said, like, give me one of those fucking twenties back, man. And he's like, uh, he's like, nah, man, I can't do that. I can't do that. I tell you what. I tell you what. You you're not happy. Uh, I'm 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 gonna go get you some more. I get you some more. Just wait right here. And I was like, sure, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sure enough, I I waited, and he never came back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sold me like literally five bucks worth of weed for forty bucks. Because it was supposed to be, uh, I think I forgot what it was supposed to be an eighth, which even that's a little pricey. But I was like, all right, it's on the street, you know. But uh, this was this was like an eighth of an eighth. We're we'll talking about pricey. I went to Jamaica and I got scammed immediately. I got scammed in the bus from the airport to the hotel. Really? I got out, and the bus driver was, as soon as, like, the guy driving the bus to the resort. He's just like, all right, hey, man, you like to relax? I'm like, yeah, I'm on vacation. He's like, (laughs) all right. And then stopped the bus. The bus full of people go to the resort to buy weed just for me. And stopped, talked to a guy, handed (laughs) it back through the seat. We were sitting behind him. And it was like, it was like a, like a stick. It was just garbage. I'm like how much? It's like, oh, it's like 150 bucks. I'm like, fuck Jesus. you, dude. 
But I'm like, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to argue with it. I'll, but I didn't have any cash. I mean, I'm thinking like, ah, be like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. So I had to get to the resort, go to an, find an ATM, which wasn't on the resort because it was all inclusive resort, and to go into town in Jamaica, find an ATM to go back. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. And it was, I got wildly ripped off, but if I'm getting ripped off for having some sort of like, when I know I'm being ripped off, mm-hmm. like I'm buying weed in Jamaica from the bus driver at the airport. That's, I, I <laughs> full well know I am doing a dumb thing and I think it's hilarious. Like I thought the whole thing was funny, the whole process. Cause yeah. then the other <laughs> guys would come by because it's all inclusive resort. But they would come by in like a canoe or a kayak out on the beach and just paddle by going, Bob Marley, Bob Marley. <laughs> My buddy just swam out <laughs> and bought weed from him off the boat. Oh, man. Yeah, we were pretty pretty ripped that whole time. It was great. Um, <laughs> let's see. What do, we, what do we got here? Let's see. Let's see one of these. Uh, John Hines. Dave, I'm in the process of creating a new line of gourmet donuts. At the bakery I work at. Let's okay, hear it. let's hear. So it. far, so far I have a cannoli donut, s'mores, caramel pecan cluster, orange creamsicle, and strawberry shortcake. Got any ideas? Boy, those all sound Isn't pretty. A cannoli donut, great. just a cannoli. Well, you take that. What what what's the cheese? Is that the is that the same stuff that's in tiramisu, like the mascarpone cheese? Mascarpone. What's, what's the filling in a cannoli? You gonna look it up? I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, I gotta admit, man, I'm not a huge fan of cannolis. I like the the filling, but the the, the whatever the waffle cone bullshit. You know, it's always like, man, this is okay. Ricotta cheese. Ricotta cheese. Oh, that's that's ricotta. I guess it, they sweeten it. I they they so, doctor yeah. it up. Um, but I could see that. I could see. Uh, the ricotta in a nice uh, filled into a donut. That'd be. I think I would enjoy that more than a cannoli. Yeah. Well, I mean, what world? I mean, this. What what world is this guy trying to enter? That like voodoo donuts or this whole donut craze hasn't gone into. Well, yeah, but you know, maybe wherever he's at, there there isn't uh, anything like that. Well, so, so let's, let's help thing. him out. Let's come up. Yeah. Because I mean, the um, whole cereal like- on a donut thing's been done, which is good, yeah. but it's like it's been done. You know what I like? Some sort of uh, man. When it I've been real dessert horny lately, and I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not typically. A Look at this sweat. sugar fucker over here. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but here lately I've just been having some. <laughs> but cravings. you got a sweet and, dick, apparently. Yeah, I do. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some sort of uh, frosted blueberry vanilla bullshit thing. I like uh, I like a blueberry thing with a little vanilla, a little icing, whatever. But some sort of uh, a blueberry donut would be not not a blueberry cake donut. By the way, across the board, not a fan of cake donuts. It's too dense. Ooh. It's too thick. I want a donut I can eat ten of. Okay, I that's be- why I like I the Krispy Kreme. I think it, you could. Yeah, they're light and airy. But man, uh-huh. I'll tell you those. Uh, harkening back to my days over at Clyde's Delicious Donuts, there off Fullerton Avenue. Um, oh man, fresh! All, every donut fresh off the line always tasted great. But blueberry cake mm. donuts, one of my favorites. Yeah, and they would only—it was like only certain days they would make certain donuts. And if I got mm-hmm. to work and it was a blueberry cake day, oh shit, yes, yeah, love blueberry. Excited about it. A donut though, that like <laughs> fancy donut. Mm-hmm-hmm. 
orange creamsicle sounds good. Yeah, okay. Okay. I like that orange vanilla mix there. Um, I'm trying to think of a non-traditional, you know, we're thinking breakfast items. Uh-huh. But then you go start going savory. Oh, I was ma- just about to say a savory donut. You're putting like a That's... piece of sausage in a sweet donut surrounding. I don't you know go the that. McGriddle, the McGriddle route. You know, maybe some sort of maple syrup, bacon, brown sugar thing. I don't know. I know bacon shows up on some fancy donuts every now and then. I um, mean, what's that place over in uh, over in Eagle Rock? Uh, well, donut, donut friend. Donut friend. That's a, the Blink One Eighty Two spot. Yeah, yeah. The, the old punk rocker is. Uh, I forgot what band or. I think it was a guy who produced a bunch of those punk records. The, owns that place. Yeah, they're all named after. Mm-hmm. Look it up. What about like you know what French toast sticks? I love. Ooh, that's an underrated, often overlooked breakfast item. Mm. A, a French toast stick donut. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna say go do something with like what a cinnamon roll is, but somehow in a uh-huh. donut or a French okay. toast item. Uh-huh. Maybe some sort of rolled type of waffle. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm brainstorming, man. No, no, just the the way you delivered that was funny. <laughs> some sort of rolled type waffle. Yeah, I'm just uh, you know got brainstorm for this guy here. Got a gravy donut, a sausage and gravy donut. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. biscuit and gravy donut. Oh. Mm, that'd just be a biscuit, I guess. Yeah, biscuit donut. You know what I fucking love, though? Ooh, we're Holy about to, shit. We're about to hear it. Oh, my God. This isn't new news, but it was new to me. I had my first cronut about a year ago. Holy shit. I'm, when done right? Mm. Oh, boy. Oh boy, you got the flaky layers of a croissant mm-hmm. with the sweet icy goodness of a donut. Get out of town. I remember, yeah, being like, "All right, this is all hyped up and whatever, but let's try it." And then I did it. I was like, "Fuck, Jesus Christ!" Here's how fat I am. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good. About a month ago, uh, Katie and I were sitting around. Uh, we got the munchies. It was late. And uh, got donuts delivered. <laughs> Nighttime donuts. Not even, like, delivered to the office for a Monday morning staff meeting. Got nighttime donuts delivered. That's that's pretty fat. <laughs> Delivery donuts. It's a good time, though. By the way, let me, let me complain about this real quick. I understand that the world's crumbling and people are out of work and people are dying. And this is a real fucking dumb thing to complain about. But uh, DoorDash, do you use DoorDash or Postmates? What do Dude, you use? I've, I have, and that's going to be one of my new things to try and stop using. Yeah, I'm trying to stop. But DoorDash is doing a thing now. Well, I don't know if it's an official policy, but yeah, I understand everybody's going to the contactless. Let's Let's not see each other. We'll leave it at the front door. And there's even a thing on there where, like, do you want... They call it contactless delivery. And I get that. Hey, leave it at the door. But uh, last few deliveries I've gotten, nobody knocks on the door. And I understand that this is a based app, uh, an app-based interaction or transaction, you know, and I'm using the app and I'm, you know, but still, based out of principle, did knock they, on the it, fucking door. Did they text Let you? me know you're here. 
No, they do it after the fact. Like like five minutes later, you get a text, that's, and then they take a picture of it and text it to you. But like, you know, what if what if my Wi-Fi's down or you know, and it's out there for twenty minutes? And especially where I live, there's all kind of hoodlums around here that could just snatch some stuff off. But it just seems like you you drove all the way over here. You you drove to the store. You picked it up for me. You drove all the way over to my house. Just knock on the door. You can do it. You know. And that's what they started doing at the beginning of COVID. They're the little, little what do you ding dong ditch, you know, like hey, we're not knock on the door, but by the time you get the door, we're gone, and your and your food's there. That's fine, but just let me know that you're here. I don't know. I don't know why that bothers me, but the last three or four deliveries, just well, no knock. I've usually seen where they call it, like they make sure you pick it up from the door because they don't want to deal with you saying oh, I never got it. Well, yeah, and I think well, they take the picture, but like. But yeah, like the picture doesn't do me any good if it's out there for ten minutes and then someone else steals it. But like, just knock on the door and then you can run away. You don't have to hang out. I'm gonna go back to custom donuts real quick. What about uh-huh. like a, like a because I'm, I'm looking at Aaron Cheney's, but that's savory. What about like a deep fried rice pudding ball? Huh? Tapioca patty. Tappy patty. How about a, what about a tappy patty? <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's what i'm saying Make get yourself a tappy patty <laughs> tapioca patty uh tap what's the appeal of tapioca what is tapioca it's, what the fuck uh, is that uh it's uh old people they could gum it it's like katie's what, telling uh, me right now she loves it oh it's delicious <laughs> she she's a big pudding fan Oh yeah, it's like Katie. What is what, it's pu- what's tapioca made of? What is that flavor? It's vanilla pudding with rice. Vanilla with rice. rice well, that's oh, rice. Pu- that's rice pudding. Delicious and wonderful. Okay, rice. Okay, tapioca has so, like you know those gelatinous booger balls and boba tea. <laughs> yeah, the boba. <laughs> that's tapioca. Oh god. So it's like those, but in pudding. Okay. I do like those those booger balls. Well, if you like the, do you like pudding? I, I don't like tapioca, but I do like pudding. So if you like pudding, and you like the boba balls, you would enjoy tapioca. Rice pudding's Man. different. Rice, it's that's rice in pudding. Tapioca is those boba balls in pudding. You know what they need to bring back? I my favorite frozen sweet treat when i was a kid the goddamn jello pudding pop was a delight did that the t- chocolate did that tank the vanilla, on, on, on behalf the of cosby syrup. going down i feel like that was dead a long long time before cosby thing came out but uh I loved it. And they, oh, the, the chocolate, the vanilla, the chocolate vanilla swirl. And then they'd, they'd sometimes have like the, the fruity yogurt, the, the strawberries and cream. But do you remember like there was a, there was something to the texture of it. Like once you got about halfway through it, that uh, the, the frozen jello would, would start to soften up a little bit and mm-hmm. look down around, down around the base of it, like the bottom part of it, you get that little corner bite and it's, oh boy. The Jello pudding pop was a big part of my childhood. No, I, I, I even vanilla, even vanilla was like the lesser 
you know, you, but, it, but it was still like, oh, if that's all you got left in the box is a vanilla, that that's fine. I'll still I'll still get on that. I'll say, you know what? Have you gone back to just have like some like good quality vanilla ice cream or something? Rachel had gotten something. It's like, you know, th- this th- these days we're all like new flavors and conceptual this and that. But have you gone back to just a basic like just a good quality vanilla? Oh, damn, just. Yeah, I I do like a good vanilla. Just a school, I, yeah. or I got where we get um, where do we get an ice cream from? And I got uh, one of my scoops was like coffee ice cream, mm. and I like coffee. Yeah, ice you were telling me about that. Was that going out? Okay, all right, all right, talking about it. just lets the other flavors sing a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. I don't care for coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I love coffee ice cream, and I love tiramisu. You know, I love the I love the flavor of coffee. I'm just not a mm-hmm. not a functional coffee drinker. But uh, yeah, coffee ice cream. I got no problem with that. Anyway, ooh, tiramisu ice cream. There you go. I'm sure that's been done. But mix the coffee ice cream with some sort of that mascarpone cheese. You know, that mild vanilla type cheese thing. Oh boy, that'd be good. Tiramisu coffee. Uh, mm. Tiramisu ice cream. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. But let me tell you this real quick. Speaking of ice cream, ice cream, I always feel the most guilty eating ice cream because here's my mindset. Like, because it's it's just a bunch of nothing. Like, it's good. Like, I get it. It tastes good. But, like, you eat a piece of pie, there's still some substance to that pie. There's different textures. There's layers. Yeah. You eat cake is the same way, a cookie, a pastry. But something just feels so indulgent about just eating ice cream. Does that make sense? Like, you can't even really bite it. It's all just the same texture. It's a very, I don't know. It's, I, a, it's, it's a very sensual it, item. You just got to move it around yeah. in your mouth. But I guess it would be the same as just eating a spoonful of literal sugar. I would just be like, this. Just why am I doing this? Yes, this is sweet. But that's not a great analogy because ice cream's got a lot more going on than just a spoonful of sugar. But it's a treat. Yeah, I always feel guilty though. It's not good for you. Yeah, it's just a treat because everybody deserves a treat. Sometimes, (laughs) a lot of times we don't. True. Sometimes we do. Um, (laughs) Torquil Doer says, "How much are each of you drinking during quarantine?" A lot. And how do you feel about it? <laughs> Fine. I'm going to go cold turkey, I think. I feel like it's getting too easy to get fucked up and blame it on COVID being home all the time. Yes, it is. But I was saying this yesterday. When else are we, is this going to happen? Because I'm reading this stuff about yeah. like how people like, don't compare your lack of productivity to someone else's, what uh-huh. they're doing. I'm like... This, either it's only going to get worse, or it's going to get better, which is also still kind of worse. Because better (laughs) means going back to work and back to the same old bullshit. Or worse means hunting for food and fighting off your neighbors. Mm -hmm. So, right now, I'm fucking enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot. Uh but not, you know, this is how I've always justified it. I'd, I, I, I don't drink, um, I don't drink when I'm sad. I drink when it's, hey, it's a party. Come on, yeah. celebrate. So, 
you know, I'm not just uh, sitting at home alone, just sucking it down. But, uh, you know, hey, I got nowhere to be. Let's crack a few. I've been, I've been going for it. Admittedly, yeah, I've been I've been hitting it pretty hard. Uh, but not but for me, fun. pretty hard. It's like yesterday, like all right, I've drank six or seven beers over the course of five or six hours. Yeah, nah, you're good. Yeah, that's Hell, not you could cra- almost drive. That's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was it wasn't was it last- at that point. It's not even worth it because if I drink, I'm like I want to get <laughs> drunk. I don't want to just sit here and be full. Yeah, no, you got to catch that buzz. Dude, I told you about my new jam with the tequila. Tequila and LaCroix. Best. I've been doing that, but uh, if, I, if I'm if i not worried about the, the calories and the sugar, uh, mm-hmm. Simply Cranberry, you know, the Simply Orange brand. brand. Oh, sure, yeah, Donald Sutherland pl- uh, plugs that. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Oh, yours uh, are oranges. The, the simply, I love the simply orange, but simply cranberry, that's the best. That makes ocean spray taste like, like piss. Like it's like, and I like ocean spray, but it's so good. Uh, simply cranberry and tequila. Oh boy, maybe a little orange bitters thrown in there, mm-hmm. but cranberry tequila is my new jam. I don't know why they didn't call that movie Crazy Rich Asians Crazins. <laughs> Crasians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Ocean yeah. Spray can get that name and nobody's saying shit in this day and age. Oh, I was wondering how you were connecting those. I forgot about the Yeah, okay. it's cranberry Raisin, raisins. But I was always like, oh man, look at this bag full of crazy Asians. <laughs> Didn't see that one. Ugh, what are you going to do? Cancel me? Give it a shot. I fucking dare you. <laughs> Sean, Sean Whaley. This one's for you, Kyle. He said, I'll try this one again. I don't know if I guess he asked it before and we didn't so get to sorry, it. Man. Kyle, what guitars do you have? You said you were in a punk band. How much did you play professionally? Did you have any paid gigs? Professionally? Did you have any paid gigs? What was the, uh, Never, don't tell man. Me. It um, was punk rock. Um, Marquis? Grand, Grand Marquis. Grand Marquis. Grand Marquis. Was you know? the band. You get, no, I mean, it was punk rock, so you get some little cut of the door. Mm-hmm. Or if people said well, they were here to see us, you know, we'd get a, we'd get a few bucks, yeah. but we didn't make. We, <laughs> we we blues brothers, man. We always drank more than we made. And it's not that we drank yeah. a lot. It was more that we didn't make a lot. But also yeah. we drank a lot. <laughs> but uh, what I, my whole, my guitar through all that was a American Standard Fender tele, uh, Telecaster, which I still have. And then I... Bought and I have an acoustic, a Takamine acoustic, Takamine. I don't know how to pronounce it. That mm-hmm. I got for Christmas one year in high school, and then I I was trying to I was like I would buy myself a guitar if I put out a special. That was my little treat okay. about putting out a special. So the first time, like, 
Man, nice. I could never justify spending that much on a guitar because I'm not good at it, but I wanted something mm-hmm. that I wanted a Gibson guitar. I wanted a Gibson SG. So I think the first one I think was uh, I got this like Guitar Center special Gibson SG, but they were like $500, which for an SG, they're normally $1,500. Uh huh. And I got it, and it's not a great guitar. And so as much as I thought these things were going to be little mementos, I think I'm going to get rid of that one. And I got the one, the the nice Gibson I got, I got a Gibson Explorer, which is a sweet shredding guitar. And I have another Telecaster here. I have a Jim Adkins Telecaster, which is a semi-hollow body uh, Telecaster that was from the Fender shop that is designed by the dude from Jimmy Eat World. I just like the way it looked, and I always like Telecasters because... Uh, one of my favorite bands, Smoking Popes. They, I saw them play Telecasters, and um, I just liked them. I thought they looked cool. Now, okay. now, now I do want a, a real SG, not this weird discount one that I have, uh, but I cannot. It's hard for me to buy another guitar, let alone one for that price, when I mm-hmm. am bad at these things. <laughs> you know? But I just I like it. Guitars look cool, you know? Yeah. I think they're. No, I, I like get the it, design. Man. I think I'm, I'm, you know, like people like the design of car. I, I appreciate the craftsmanship and the design of guitars. I like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish uh, I was in a, both financially and and as far as uh, my living situation uh, in a position to uh, to have more instruments. I uh, I'm not musical, but man, it, like I would totally love a badass drum kit. I'd like to have a drum kit. I'd love to have a banjo laying around. Oh man, stuff to yep. stuff to fuck around with, you know. That it's, Roland it's electronic drum set, man. That thing was. I that's back in L.A. in the garage, but man, that thing was fun during quarantine. Like, I guess I'll just start getting yeah. back into this. Ooh, just banging my worries away on it. Yeah, yeah, that thing's fun. I'll get you set up one of these days. Yeah, get a nice kit. Get a nice kit. Hey, what kind of kit you playing? Yeah, what's what's your kit? Trap, trap, what do they call them? Trap kits? I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's what I got. The one I got up here. And as I've plugged the, the, the nice dudes over at Five Star Guitars, I got a Fender modeling amp from them the other week. So even though I'm bad, I can sit there and play through all different types of setups and amp setups and space. It's like instead of having all the effects pedals are built into the amp, and that's a neat thing to uh, mm-hmm. dick around with. Okay. Andy says, extrapolating from Eat the Rich, which billionaire would you eat and why? You know what's weird? Hmm. I the problem there is like I would want to eat like a like an unhealthy fatty one. Yeah. And there's not a lot of them because they take good care of themselves. Yeah. Bezos gotta be an alien, right? Bezos is just guy's a, a little wormy he's, dude. He's, it's got to be alien. You hear he made uh, $13 billion in one day last week? I mean, I, I, billion I, I'm day. sure that's like somehow sensationalized for the news story. But That's more than I make in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our buddy Andy Sanford. Great joke. Something about, he said something about uh, national deficit. It's like seventeen trillion dollars. That's mm. more money than I make in a year. Come I'm on. looking up a list of billionaires to see who I'd want to. Well, a lot of them are old, so that's not good. 
Elon, mm. Elon would probably taste like potpourri. I feel like he he would be floral. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of these, a lot of Walmart billionaires. Mukesh Ambani. This guy looks chubby. I'd eat Donald Trump. He already looks, he's got kind of a pig vibe to him. Well, the beauty, the part of that is because you have to kill him. So that's fine. I don't like to waste food, but I'd uh, I'd kill him and then uh, throw him in the trash. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Film night. Oh, hang on, it's Nike. I, yeah, all these guys. I mean, aren't there any fat billionaires? Like, how are these guys finding the time to stay in shape, making that much money? That's how you know they're not earning the money. Yeah. Like, I want to see a billionaire. I want to see a ragged fucking billionaire. I want to see somebody who look like they're disheveled. Mm-hmm. They're out of shape. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, I'm busy making billions of dollars. You know? <laughs> Shirts untucked. Yeah, you ever see somebody who has like a full-time job and a part-time job? They're a, coming apart mm-hmm. at the seams. <laughs> they always have a condiment on their shirt. <laughs> and they're doing that just to make 500 bucks a week. And billionaires oh, are always just fit with good skin. Fuck them. Fuck these billionaires. They're not earning it. Never sweating. They're never sweating. Did you see that picture of uh, Zuckerberg uh, surfing in Hawaii with all the fucking oh, yeah. uh, sunscreen on? Like, what are you doing? What, what's he doing? I mean... You look like a clown. You could rub it in. I mean, seriously, what was going through his mind? Like, yeah, this will do. This is good. As a guy who easily sunburns, I'll say, like, all right, my... There's far worse things to focus on about Mark Zuckerberg than his <laughs> true sensible amount of <laughs> sunscreen. But yeah, I don't know. Good question, man. I think I don't know. Maybe one of the Waltons. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're like, eh, we know what is at Walmart. You know, Rothschild. We know what we know what these slobs like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Man. Good question. I don't know. You, what do you want to yeah. do? You want to do another one? Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll do a couple more and we'll wrap it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Cindy uh, Heffelfinger, Sydney Heffelfinger. What is your favorite director or directors who have the most consistent movies? For me, off the top of my head, it would be Tarantino, Stanley Kubrick, or Judd Apatow. Uh, my favorite director is an easy one. Uh, big, big fan of the Coen Brothers. I like almost anything they do. Just something about. I'm I'm not educated enough on film. I don't know a lot. You know, I I could never be a movie critic because I'm just like, I liked it. Well, why? I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, Um, I don't care enough about them to analyze. I'm just like, that movie was fun. But I love, I just watched, uh, again, for the second time, uh, A Serious Man the other day. That's on Netflix. Have you ever seen that one? You know what? About the Jewish family? Maybe I got to rewatch that one. I couldn't stand it. I liked it, dude. I, and and I get I get your angle. Like like if someone said, "Why do you like it?" I don't know, but just something that that main character. He's in Fargo season three. Uh, I like that actor. Just just seeing him just fall apart slowly. Yeah, is, well, it uh, was like falling down. If Michael Douglas was just a pussy. <laughs> 
that's a great way to describe it. I couldn't that. the whole movie. I'm just I know that's what you're supposed to understand is the guy's frustration, but I'm like, I just hated how much of a fucking pushover that guy was. Yeah, yeah, he was a bit a bit of a puss. Which good job on the movie for making me feel that way, as opposed to like I don't like this uh-huh. movie. It's like I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't have any sympathy for him. And I'm not like a bro, like you gotta stand up, but like God, every step of the way, you're just getting your ass handed to you. You just bend over mm-hmm. and take it. I'm like, God, get your fucking nut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something about it. I really, I love, uh, man, the child actors are so good in that one. His son, yeah. and then his, his, one of his son's friend is always cussing. I like that. Every, the Coen brothers are always put this little runner through it. Mm-hmm. But he's got this one friend who just every time he's on camera, Kid's like 12 or 13. He's like, fuck this and fuck that. Give me your fucking thing. <laughs> it's just so funny. You're like a nerdy Jewish kid just cussing like a sailor. I do. Uh, yeah, I would say Coen Brothers for me. Like Tarantino's always kind of like, I know what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, whatchamacallit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know uh-huh. if it was a good movie. It was entertaining. It was entertaining to watch, but I wouldn't say it was good. Mm-hmm. Intolerable Cruelty. I didn't know that was a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. Not one of their best. They got a few in there that you're surprised it's them. Like, oh, I just thought that was like some generic rom-com, but it's a Coen Brothers movie. But I like that. I like that. Like, uh, you know what? We're trying something different. Mm-hmm. We're going to... Yeah, we're gonna, I got range. Yeah. I mean, look at... Uh, Bridge of Spies. I mean, All right. look at like Raising Arizona, and then look at No Country for Old Men. Like, yeah, the fact that those are made by the same dudes. Like, what? What is Bridge of? Yeah, Spri- they definitely got Bridge range. Of spies. You ever see Bridge of Spies? No, is that a Coen Brothers? Co. Well, Steven Spielberg. There's, they've got they a couple. Co- I still they co-produced seen. it. There's ah, okay. That's that's. I still why haven't I'm seen. Uh, the one I haven't seen is uh, Miller's Crossing. I never did get around Real to seeing that. Real good one. I hear that's good. Real good yeah. one. Oh, yeah, man. Is that about the Irish mob? Is, it, is that the Irish mob? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. Going yeah. On? Okay. Gabriel Byrne. You ever see Butcher Boy? That's a good one. No. Oh. Yeah. Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Byrne, right? That's Yeah, he's in a movie called Butcher Boy. It's real good. I'm pretty sure he's in Butcher Boy. Well, now I'm just Now I'm just looking at this. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia wormhole, which is great podcast listening. Uh, I'll move on then. Uh, Sam Cosb, this is a great question here. Uh, Dave, if you could cook and eat any type of animal that isn't normally consumed, what would it be and how would you cook it? Well. Who who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. I was watching an episode of Bourdain the other day. Um, man, I missed that dude. And uh, I forgot where they were at, but uh, it wasn't like a third world country. Not that you have to uh, dig in myself a hole. <laughs> but <laughs> they were just casually eating horse and uh, like from, from like a street vendor. And I was just like, huh. You know, and I've heard of people eating horse before. Like, it was speaking of the Coen brothers and... Uh, uh, oh brother, for where for oh brother, where art thou? There's a uh, horse eating scene, um, 
but I don't know why that's so off-putting when you think about it. You know, not a whole lot of difference between a horse and a cow. No, I think it's just maybe tougher meat to eat. I don't know why they stopped mm-hmm. doing it here, but also Gabriel Byrne, not in Butcher Boy. I don't know what movie I was thinking of here. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to be the... I mean, it would have to, I guess it would have to be something like a, it'd have to be like a horse or something fairly exotic, like something that I wouldn't, you know, I would never consider as a pet. You know, there's no way I could eat a dog or a cat or anything. And I, and I totally, we've talked about that, the hypocrisy of meat eaters as far as why are, why are some animals pets and some animals dinner? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I just don't want to eat a dog or a cat. I would, um... Maybe like a gator, crocodile, gator, you know? And I know people do eat those, but it's not like normal. It's not on every menu. You, have, you haven't had alligator? Yeah, I've had alligator. I'm, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I've had the dumb little deep-fried alligator bites and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's an alligator is something that's not normally consumed. What about an ostrich? There's, the a, there's a place up here on, on the way to where I go bike ride and subsequently the smash my fucking dick in, which is what happened last week. That's that has like one of these like a jerky place that just has all the weird jerkies, mm-hmm. reindeer and all this kind of shit. I mean, ostriches are fucking terrifying. If you really think about an ostrich, I mean they're they're terrible. What if what, what if an ostrich was chasing you? How terrifying would it's that be? Giant, Those giant, strong legs. Yeah, giant flightless bird. You could eat ostrich. You could have an ostrich burger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd eat can an you ostrich. Eat, okay, if you can eat ostrich, do they sell ostrich wings? Oh, <laughs> like think about like, think about how big would that fucking thing be? How do like you do it? I mean, maybe the reason wing. you could eat chicken wings, maybe because because they cook easily and quickly. Yeah. Now you're getting this Fred Flintstone sti- sized chicken wing. Yeah. Same size, same size little ramekin of ranch to dip it in though. <laughs> Same, just two two ounces two, of ranch. Yeah, two celery sticks, some carrot strips. Oh man, and a giant ostrich wing. I would. I, mm. I don't know what I would eat. Maybe a komodo dragon. Yeah, I'm thinking like lizards and sea creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like put them in a stew. You know, kind of like lizard gumbo. You know, that could be all right. Like shark? Wouldn't want to eat a, a turtle. Shark? I love turtles. Yeah, I could see eating a shark. You know, how's it, that can't be much different. I mean, I'm not going to eat any of this stuff, stuff, so I'm just, I get to just yeah. theorize, but. Yeah. All right. Let's throw another one out there. Oh, let's see here. Trying to, try to also pick through the ones that uh, yeah. we already did last month. Eric Wentz, Chattahoochee Skinwalker Ranch from the Singer episode. Have you heard any news when the documentary documentary will be released? Do, I have. Have you talked to Old Singer? What's going on with Old Singer? Uh, I don't want to divulge his info too much, but uh, he wouldn't mind uh, me sharing this. According to him, that documentary is never going to see the light of day. I think it was... Uh, so a, a real, real hastily thrown together production, no. and uh, he's n- he's not expecting. And that wasn't his project, by the way. He was he was uh, kind of a hired gun on that. But uh, the the producers, he doesn't have a lot of faith in. I think there's been some drama after the fact, and uh, he's uh, 
he, you know, to refresh people's memory, uh, he came on, what, about a year, year and a half ago talking yeah. about an experience he had in Florida where he thinks uh, a Bigfoot screamed at him. And it bothered him. It, he mm-hmm. A year later, he still won't go camping. I tried to get him to go camping with me a couple weeks ago in Joshua Tree, and he said, yeah, I'm still not ready to go camping. Really? So, like, it, it shook him. He went to therapy because of that. He got a therapist to, and I, I'm not laughing at him. No, uh, but, like, just how, what, that's when you have, that's a very interesting thing to bring up. <clears throat> now, say mm-hmm. you have beliefs like that. And you can conf- mm-hmm. you have to you tell a therapist about something like that. They uh-huh. still have to objectively analyze like where it's really coming from. Yeah. Like, you know, like all right, this is PTSD, but it's from a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to sit a bit. No, it's not anything else. It was. I think I heard a Sasquatch. I have PTSD. Like, what a interesting place for a therapist to be in yeah to try and like take that information but then also the real trauma that a person's dealing with because of that Mm -hmm. that's that's a whole other thing which speaking of that i watched a youtube clip of a guy's uh clinical therapist or whatever but he like analyzed the bob lazar documentary or just bob lazar's whole story and kind of broke down how it's not he's not a believable individual Oh, really? Yeah. And just kind of how everything he says is like, just his background being, all right, well, you barely graduated high school. You said you went to all these universities, which they have no record of you. And then all of a sudden you just showed up working on a military base with UFOs. Like, just kind of went through it all. I was like, eh, not really. And of course I saw that on the Joe Rogan subreddit where people were like, this guy's a hack. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the the... Provable licensed therapist is a hack, mm-hmm. but the guy who said they he uh, reverse engineered UFO tech is the real. <laughs> like, God, all right, man. Anyway, sorry to run off on that. No, oh, that's all right. So yeah, singers, but, uh, yeah, singer. He he's doing well. Other than that, uh, he he's doing pretty good. He's he's got uh, as always. He's got a bunch of irons in the fire. He's mm-hmm. a very um, passionate fellow. Very enthused, and uh, he's got a lust for life. So That's I know I know uh, some people you know thought his story was bogus when we had him on, but uh, I like Ryan. I stand by. We him. both like Ryan. Fella. It's a far fetched yeah. uh, story, but we like Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well. Hey, that's well, a good up. place to end there. This you is, got one more? Well, no, I just Aaron Stern saying, Dave, have you heard of the book uh, Devolution or De-Evolution, a first-hand account of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre by Max Brooks. He wrote World War Z, too. Seems like something you'd enjoy. No, I haven't heard that, but I will look that up because that was one of my favorite episodes that we did. Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm confusing that with the Mount Rushmore uh, Sasquatch, the one that... Uh, that had meetings with army personnel and, and road shotgun and a Jeep. I thought that was the Mount Rainier one. Okay. Is that the same one? Okay. Well, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rainier. I mean, they're both up there, but, uh, you mean up there cause they're mountains. They're up there in Washington. Yeah. No, they're Rainier's not. Rainier's in, Rainier's in Oregon. Right. When I no, said Mount that, Rushmore is in wrong. the Dakotas, not Mount Rushmore. Fucking a Mount St. Helens. 
don't know what the hell I'm, why'd I call it Mount Rushmore. Mount Mount St. Helens Logan, Bigfoot. Uh, oh. We saw Sasquatch. He was sitting on Lincoln's face. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, I haven't heard of that book. Uh, shocking. A book Dave hasn't heard of. Uh, but it sounds good. I'll look into it. I've been looking uh, for some more, uh, you know, boogie monster related literature. This so. does this does look. Uh, I mean, I think it's a fictional account, fictional mm-hmm. for fun. But hey, right on. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, patrons, thank you so much. We didn't get to them all. We might uh, get to a few more of these next month, or just get a whole new batch. Uh, you know, if you ask a question, we don't get to it. Just keep asking. We'll get to it eventually. Or maybe um, we won't. Maybe you, your questions. Or suck. maybe we won't. Yeah, maybe maybe take a fucking hint, you know? There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not fun when we're okay. mean. No. Uh, right. No, I, I was I was I don't know if you heard that uh that motorcycle. A lot of motorcycles in Long Beach. Oh yeah, man. Vudden Vudden. Vudden Vudden. Yeah, the, there's a um, guy with a Harley across the street here, but like, nothing's less intimidating than like a new Harley Davidson rider. Yeah. Yeah, like I only see the same guy that's in the, the like the Geico commercial mm-hmm. or whichever yeah, insurance the- commercial. Like, get your motorcycle insurance through Progressive, and there's a guy sitting just properly upright. Yeah, the weekend warriors with the with the brand new gear. Oh, it's brand new everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, Harley David, like Harley David, like the branding of Harley Davidson. It's like. It's like a girl getting into My Little Pony. Like, I need My Little Pony socks. <laughs> I don't want My Little Pony jacket. I don't want My Little Pony Ugh. backpack. But that's what Harley Davidson shit looks like to me. It looks yeah. like you got hook, line, and sinker <laughs> sold uh-huh. on the fucking branding of this shit. Like, yeah. like the most, like the most gullible consumer there possibly mm-hmm. can be. Someone got you a gift card. Mm-hmm. Oh, unbelievably so. All righty. Well, we cued your A's. We aid your Q's. Whatever. We, uh, We've been talking yeah, we for three right hours today. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long one today. Double duty today. But, uh, yeah, patrons, big thanks. We really appreciate it. Uh, can't thank you enough. Tell a friend. Keep those numbers going. Tell a friend. Up, uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Four bucks a month, you get this stupid shit, and you get my whatever food bullshit I want to do that month. So, uh yeah, four bucks a month. It's a pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah, it's not you know, great, but it's a lot. Sucks. It's buffet style. <laughs> content sucks, but it's cheap. Hey, that's, uh, that's, that's what's important in this day and age. We're all hard up for money. Exactly. exactly. All righty, man. All right. All right, patrons, thanks. Kyle, always fun, buddy. Come and um, all y'all's yeah, families. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.